Welcome to Volume 12 of Sky Island. Chapter 29. Trot Regulates the Pinkies. The Pinkies were rejoiced to find themselves again in their beloved land of sunrises and sunsets. They sang and shouted with glee, and the band uncovered its pink instruments and played the National Pink Anthem, while the parrot flew from Trot's shoulder to Captain Bill's shoulder and back again, screaming ecstatically, Hoorah! We're through the wetful fogs, where the elephant scared the fretful frogs. There was a magnificent sunset in the sky just then, and it cheered the pinkies and gave them renewed strength. Away they hastened across the pink fields to the pink city, where all the pink people who had been left behind ran out to welcome them home again. Trot and Button Bright, with Cap'n Bill and Rosalie the Witch, went to the humble palace where they had a simple supper of coarse food and slept upon hard beds. In the houses of the city, however, there was much feasting and merrymaking, and it seemed to Trot that the laws of the country which forbade the Queen from enjoying all the good things the people had were decidedly wrong and needed changing. The next morning, Rosalie said to the little girl, Will you make Tourmaline the Queen again when you go away? I'll send for her and see about it, replied Trot. But when Tourmaline arrived at the palace, dressed all in lovely fluffy robes, with a dainty pink plume in her pink hair, she begged most earnestly not to be made the queen again. I'm having a good time just now, after years of worry and uncomfortable living in this uncomfortable old hut of the palace, said the poor girl. So it would be cruel for you to make me the servant of the people again, and condemn me to want and misery. Well, that seems reasonable, replied Trot thoughtfully. Rosalie's skin is just as light a pink as me own, continued Tourmaline. Why don't you make her the queen? I hadn't thought of that, said Trot. Then she turned to Rosalie and asked, How would you like to rule the pinkies? I wouldn't like it, replied the witch with a smile. The queen is the poorest and most miserable creature in the kingdom, and I sure I don't deserve such a fate. I've always tried to be a good witch and do my duty. Trot thought this over quite seriously for a time. Then one of her quaint ideas came to her, so quaint that it was entirely sensible. All right, I'm queen of the pinkies just now, am I not? she asked. Of course, answered Rosalie. None can dispute that. Then I've a right to make new laws, haven't I? I believe so. In that case, said the girl, I'm going to make a law that the queen shall have the same food and the same dresses and the same good times that her people have, and that she shall live in a house just as good as the houses of any of her people and have as much money to spend as anybody else. But no more than that. The queen can have her share of everything, according to the new law, but if she tries to get more than her share, I'll have the law say she shall be taken to the edge and pushed off. What do you think of that law, Rosalie? It's a good law, and a just one, replied the witch approvingly. So Trot sent for the royal scribbler, who was a very fat pinky with large pink eyes and curly pink hair, and had him carefully write the new law in the great book of laws. The royal scribbler wrote it very nicely in pink ink, with a big capital letter at the beginning and a fine flourish at the end. After Trot had signed her name to it, 
as queen, she called all the important people of the land to assemble in the court of the statues and ordered the royal declaimer to read them the new law. The pinky seemed to think it was a just law, and much better than the old one, and Rosalie said, Now no one can object to becoming the queen, since the ruler of the pinkies will no longer be obliged to endure suffering and hardships. All right, said Trot. In that case, I'll make you the queen, Rosalie, for you've got more sense than Tourmaline has, and your powers as a witch will help you to protect the people. At once she made the announcement telling the assembled pinkies that by virtue of her high office as Queen of Sky Island, she would leave Rosalie the Witch to rule over the pink country while she returned to Earth with her friends. As Rosalie was greatly loved and respected, the people joyfully accepted her as their queen, and Trot ordered them to tear down the old hut and build a new palace for Rosalie, one which would be just as good as any other house in the city, but no better. She further ordered a pink statue of Tourmaline to be set up in the court, and also a pink statue of herself, so that the record of all the rulers of the Pinkies would be complete. The people agreed to do all this as soon as possible, and some of the leaders whispered together and then asked Coralie to be their spokesman in replying to Queen Trot's speech. Coralie stood on a chair and made a bow, after which she thanked Trot in the name of the Pinkies for leading them safely into the Blue Country and out again, and for giving them so good a queen as Rosalie. The Pinkies would be sorry to have their new friends, the Earth People, leave them, but asked the Queen of Sky Island to carry with her the royal band of pink gold which she now wore upon her brow. Together with the glistening pink jewel set in its center, it would remind her, Coralie declared, of the beautiful land of sunrise and sunset and of the fact that the Pinkies would always be glad to welcome her back. Trot knew she would never return to Sky Island, but she did not tell them that. She merely thanked Coralie and the Pinkies, and said they might all come to the court after dinner and see her and her comrades fly away through the sky. Chapter 30 The Journey Home After the Pinkies had been dismissed, their new queen, Rosalie, by means of a clever charm, conjured up a dinner table set with very nice things to eat. They all enjoyed a hearty meal, and afterwards sat and talked over their adventures. "'Will you be taking the parrot home with your trot?' asked Captain Bill. "'I guess not, Captain,' she answered. "'Mother wouldn't like to have him hanging around, screeching bad poetry every minute. I'll give him to Rosalie, for I'm sure she'll take good care of him.' Rosalie accepted the gift with pleasure, but the parrot looked sober a while and then said, This looks to me like a giveaway, but here I am and here I'll stay. The country's pink, but we'll all be blue when Trot goes home, as she says she'll do. They now packed the lunch basket with the remains of the feast, for they knew a long journey was before them, and feared they might be hungry before they landed again. Captain Bill straightened out the ropes and adjusted the seats, while Button Bright examined the umbrella to see if it had been injured in any way when the elephant tromped through the fog bank. The boy looked into the small red eyes of the carved elephant's head handle with some misgivings, but as seen in the strong sunshine, the eyes were merely red stones, while the handle plainly showed the marks of the tool that had carved it. When all was ready, they went into the court of the statues, where all the pinkies were assembled together with their pink band. 
and Captain Bill hooked the swinging seats onto the handle of the magic umbrella. Trot kissed Rosalie and Coralie and Tourmaline goodbye and said to them, If you ever happen to come to Earth, you must be sure to visit me, and I'll try to give you a good time, but perhaps you'll stay here all your lives. I think we shall, replied Rosalie, laughing. For an all-sky island, there will be no magic umbrella for us to fly with. And when you see Polychrome, added Trot, just give her my love. Then she and Button Bright seated themselves in the double seat, which was flat upon the pink ground, and Cap'n Bill sat before them in his own seat, to which the lunch basket had been fastened by means of a stout rope. Hold fast, mates, said the sailor man, and they all held fast to the ropes while the boy, glancing up toward the open umbrella he held, said solemnly and distinctly, Take us to Trot's house on the earth. The umbrella obeyed at once, mounting into the air. It moved slowly at first, but gradually increased its speed. First it lifted the seat of the boy and the girl, then Captain Bill's seat, and then finally the lunch basket. Fly high! Mind your eye! Don't cry! Bye-bye! shouted the parrot from the pink witch's shoulder. Trot leaned over and waved her hand. The pink band played as loud as it could, in order that the travelers might hear it as long as possible, and Rosalie and Coralie and Tourmaline threw kisses to their vanishing friends as long as they remained in sight. Seems good to be on the way home again, remarked Trot as the umbrella bumped into a big black cloud. It really does, mate, answered the sailor man joyously. Fast through the cloud the umbrella swept, and then suddenly it sailed into clear blue sky, across which a great and gorgeous rainbow spread its radiant arch. Upon the rainbow danced the dainty daughters of the rainbow, and the umbrella passed near enough to it for the passengers to observe Polychrome merrily leading her sisters, her fleecy robes waving prettily in the gentle breeze. Goodbye, Polly, cried Button Bright, and to Trot and Cap'n Bill both called out, Goodbye! Polychrome heard and nodded to them smilingly, never halting in her graceful dance. Then the umbrella dropped far below the arch, which presently faded from view. It was an exciting ride, Scenes presented themselves entirely differently from those they had seen on their former voyage, for the sky changes continually, and the clouds of the moment are not the clouds of an hour ago. Once they passed two small stars as brilliant as diamonds, and once an enormous bird whose wings spread so wide that they shadowed the sun soared directly over them and lost itself in the vague distance of a limitless sky. They rode quite comfortably, however, and were full of eager interest in what they saw. The rush of air past them made them hungry, so Cap'n Bill drew up the lunch basket and held it so that Button Bright and Trot could help themselves to the pink food, which tasted very good. And finally, a dark rim appeared below them, which the sailor declared must be the earth. He proved to be correct, and when they came nearer, they found themselves flying over the waves of the ocean. Pretty soon, a small island appeared, and Trot exclaimed, That's the Sky Island we thought we were going to, only we didn't. Yes, and there's the mainland, mate, cried Cap'n Bill excitedly, pointing toward the distant coast. 
On swept the magic umbrella. Then its speed gradually slackened. The houses and trees on the coast could be seen, and presently, almost before they realized it, they were set down gently upon the high bluff near the giant acacia. A little way off stood the white cottage where Trot lived. It was growing dusk as Cap'n Bill unhooked the seats and Button Bright folded up the umbrella and tucked it under his arm. Trot seized the lunch basket and ran to the house, where she found her mother busy in the kitchen. Well, I'm back again, said the little girl. Is supper ready, Mama? Button Bright stayed all night with them, but the next morning, bright and early, he hooked one of the seats to his magic umbrella, said goodbye to Trot and Cap'n Bill, and flew into the air to begin his journey to Philadelphia. Just before he started, Trot said, Let me know if you get home safe, Button Bright, and come and see me again, as quick as you can. I'll try to come again, said the boy. We had a good time, didn't we, Trot? The best I ever had, she replied enthusiastically. Then she asked, Didn't you like it too, Cap'n Bill? Parts of it, mate, the sailor answered as he thoughtfully made marks in the sand with the end of his wooden leg. But it seems to me the best part of all was getting home again. After several days, Trot received a postal card from Button Bright. It was awkwardly scrawled, for the boy was not much of a writer. But Trot managed to make out the words, which read as follows. Got home safe, Trot, and the folks were so worried they forgot to scold me. Father has taken the magic umbrella and locked it up in a big strong chest in the attic. He put the key in his own pocket, so I don't know as I'll ever be able to see you again, but I'll never forget the Queen of Sky Island, and I send my love to you and Captain Bill, your friend, Button Bright. The End This is your narrator, Jim Campanella. We hope that you've enjoyed this Uvila audio presentation of Sky Island by L. Frank Baum. The opening MIDI theme was the old standard, Come Fly With Me, by James Van Heusen. And the closing theme was the Bart Howard favorite, Fly Me to the Moon. Of course, both these themes were eminently suitable here. The martial music of the Blues and the Pinkies was provided by the Blackwatch Band. Some sound effects were provided by the Freesound Project. They can be found at freesound.iua.upf.edu. The remainder of the effects came from Sound Dogs, which can be found at www.sounddogs.com. Performance copyright 2007 by Uvula Audio, all rights reserved. Please feel free to write to us and tell us what you think at uvulaaudio at uvulaaudio.com. Yes, it's been brought to our attention that there was a problem with that email address, but I think that the problem has been fixed. At least it seemed to work the last time I tested it. At any rate, please write. We would love to hear from you, and we'll save the most interesting notes for our listener feedback show. We are listed on Podcast Alley, as many of you probably know. Please feel free to vote for this kids' cast so that we can get more listeners. We are already the number one children's podcast on Podcast Alley, and this is the first month that we have moved into the top 100 podcasts, which is not bad out of 15,000 of them. Also, if you're so inclined, we have both Uvula Audio and slightly more literary t-shirts, doodads, and gym cracks at our Cafe Press website. 
The links can be found on the main home page of Uvula Audio as well as on the kids page. My favorite item is the very cool Flippity's Gone to Glory t-shirt from the Sea Fairies. All proceeds go toward paying for bandwidth and bettering the technical quality of these casts. For other Uvula Audio titles, please go to our website at www.uvulaaudio.com. Believe it or not, there's one last sequel in the Trot and Captain Bill saga, and that is actually an Oz book. We will soon be presenting The Scarecrow of Oz on this webcast address in the near future to finish up the story of Trot and Company. One last thing. We are going to try our very first listener contest with the end of Sky Island's bookcast. We are giving away an Uvula Audio mug to the first listener who emails in the answer to the following question. What is the source of the background soundtrack of Trot's triumphant ball at the end of chapter 26? If you can tell me from where we, well, borrowed the background music and noises, a mug with your choice of uvula design will be sent. Please email us at uvulaaudio at uvulaaudio.com with your guesses. We will continue to take guesses until the premiere of the next L. Frank Baum podcast in the next few weeks, or until we get the right answer. We promise that we'll be doing more of these contests in the future. From all of us at Uvula Audio, we thank you.